0: Welcome back for another episode of Counting the Stars. I'm Mary Gillam, and I'm here for morning coffee with my husband Malone Gillam, where we ponder and discuss the big questions of life. Who are we? Why are we the way we are? What is truth and what is fiction? And just as endless as the stars in the sky are, Our exploration never runs out of new questions and discoveries. So grab a cup of coffee for yourself if you like and join us as we dive into what's unfolding this week. Let's focus in on seeing a little more of life and truth and do some growing up together as family. Here we go. Good morning.
1: Good morning.
0: It's
2: Saturday.
1: It's not our usual day.
2: I know. This <clears> feels a little bit strange. So, we took off this past Monday from our normal recording time.
1: Labor Day. We decided not to labor. labor? And,
2: and not only that, I had just dropped off our youngest child at boarding school, and I was having like emotional roller coaster <laughs> and exhaustion. <laughs> and I said, Uncle. I just. Like, I needed to take some things off my plate.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, I know we don't normally dominate these conversations with talk of faith, although faith always enters into them. I'm just still mulling over in my head. Uh, something I watched yesterday and which you watched part of, um, which is basically a teaching from a fellow named Malcolm Smith who lives in Texas, originally from England. And is speaking about our relationship with God. And he is doing it in such a way, and this is not New information to me, but it always encourages me. And it often I hear it and it's like I've heard it for the first time, although I recognize that I'm I have not that that's not the case that I've heard it before, but it always is so re- refreshing and uh, new. But simply that uh, our relationship with God is seamless. Uh, rather than compartmentalized, that um, it's one of the ways he puts it is that, you know Jesus and you are not roommates sharing a bathroom, which I think is pretty funny. Uh, but often I think how we may think about our lives and uh, our relationship with God, but rather he even would say you know you can't tell where one begins in the other ends between me and God. Not that I always do things right or perfect. He's obviously clear about that, but, but just that total mingling, which you know, we're right now we're having our coffee. This is Colombian with a little coconut coffee mixed in. Delightful. But and I don't know if he's used this illustration I've heard it somewhere before, but when you mix water and coffee grounds together, what you get on the in the pot below is coffee. And once you've got that mixture, you can't separate those two elements anymore, the water from the grounds. It's become something new, seamless. And it kind of makes me think of that, you know, which is a radical, beautiful idea that My life with Christ is so seamless like coffee. You can't take the two apart anymore.
2: I love it. I love it. I love it. And I I think one of the greatest barriers to hearing and believing that truth is that we are so conditioned and there, there is so much teaching in religion that is judgmental, that is black and white, that is about analyzing what's good and what's bad and when are we good and when are we bad and then putting a face of God on that is in that same light. And to imagine that when we, you know, do things that we see as bad, we have, we're enveloped in shame and we think there's no possible way that God would want to have anything to do with me during that moment or during that season and he's not here or if he's here he's really disappointed in me Mm. and so we live in that you know up and down world of good and bad and shame and then trying to redeem ourselves and this works-based mentality which is so much in opposition of a loving God who is with us and who is for us and who's always extending grace and forgiveness. It's just a completely different side.
1: Yeah. Um, In fact, one of the illustrations he used yesterday I thought was super. I'm totally stealing it from him is he said, you know, that gizmo in his car that tells him where to go, so the GPS. Uh, He says sometimes he'll turn the wrong way on purpose. The the GPS tells him to turn left and he'll turn right. Just because he wants to hear her basically say, all right, we're going to recalculate from here and get you back on the right path. And he says, and it's so true, you know, your GPS embodies more grace than most of the ways we think about God that we've been taught. That when we take a wrong turn, that God, again, is, as you said, disappointed and angry or is going to punish us and is just filled with rage because how could we do such a thing? And yet this GPS, which is man-made, you know, okay, well, you took a wrong turn, so let's figure out how to get you back on the correct path from here and I'll help you. It's like, well, yeah, I I mean, what a great illustration of how God does things, uh, which Jesus gives us in the parable of the lost sheep. So the lost sheep goes off on its own, takes the wrong turn, doesn't listen to GPS, thinks it knows better. And because of our seamless relationship, I can't tell God, you know, you get out of here. I'm going to do this on my own. No, it's like coffee. I mean, once you've made it, it's made. And um, that, you know, the Holy Spirit has intertwined um, God's life with ours in a way that can't be separated. So the God Spirit goes with me in every wrong decision and wrong turn and doesn't abandon me. And like the GPS says, OK, let's recalculate and let's get back to um where we need to be. And he knows the way, Mm -hmm. just like GPS. I know the way home. I know where we need to go. Just, you know, let me take you there. Um, it's a really a great example. Well, and what a different journey, what a different, um,
2: course that that opens up to us in our spirituality and our growth. If, if we can be introduced to the truth of God's character in this way, that he's someone that we can trust and that we know um, is not only present in all of our our failures and all of our wrong turns, but he's ready to help us in the most loving and kind way to get back on a better path. Well, then, then we're like, we can be transparent we can be open we can be excited about what's ahead because we can rest in that reality that we he's got us
1: mm-hmm. yeah there's I, I know this is true in my life and i'm assuming and feel real good about this assumption that it's true in so many of the people who might be listening to this, that the anxiety it has produced in our lives over the years, this roller coaster relationship, as Mary called it, or windshield wiper, you know, switch, you know, back and forth, good, bad, good, bad, however you want to think about it, has just caused so much, yeah, uh, anxiety and tension and uh, depression and striving and exhaustion Mm -hmm. when it didn't need to be that way. And it was never, the gospel was never that. Um, We just took what we thought we knew of God and again injected ourselves on it, which is either or good, bad, and we've inherited that way of thinking and done it in the name of God, which is so tragic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it goes further than that. It further than us personally in our relationship and interacting with God on this whole new plane of assurance, not only that he's there, but of his nature while he's there that we can let go of all the old baggage and all the old anxieties and fears. So once we resolve that within ourselves, and that's a, That's a process. It's not a flip of the switch type of thing. It's a process that happens with each of us in our own special ways through the work of the Holy Spirit. But then once you get a taste of that and once you start to experience and work from that foundation, then it can change your entire um, relationship. Um, across the board with other people, it can change your, definitely your prayer life. So then when you're praying for whoever comes up in your heart, you're praying God within that person. You're, you have the assurance that God's not only done that within you and is with you and your biggest fan, but he's the same with everyone else.
1: Yeah, seamless with them too. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. Somewhere along the way, I we maybe it's uh, ego. I don't know. We ascribed ourselves to ourselves that we have the power to change the character of God. That God, who is love, well, if I do something that's um, that he, doesn't please Him, that I've got the power then to change His character into someone who is. Uh, bent on uh, retribution and punishment and wrath. So in that kind of relationship, I'm the one who holds the power Um, that God then is subject to what I do and his character changes all the time. Uh, So we've somehow ascribed ourselves all this uh, authority um, when in fact, like the GPS, he lets us do what we're going to do. I mean, we're free to take the wrong turn, but he's always there to try to get us back into what I would call life in the spirit or the kingdom of heaven, living in that uh, peace uh, mm-hmm. where we're supposed to, you know, thrive and abide, you know, abiding in the vine. What
2: would you say to people who? are right now fidgeting in their seats (laughs) and very uncomfortable and have the question, well, what about consequences? What about, what about, you know, punishment? What about making
1: things right? Well, there are consequences. I mean, if you live in reality, you can't deny that that's, the case um, right just go lay down in the middle of the road and the consequences are you might you're gonna get hit <laughs> um, so yeah consequences are very real but just again like g- GPS if you decide to run a red light and take a wrong turn and drive up a one-way street the wrong way well that's not that's not the gps's fault nor is the gps punishing you when you get into a wreck it's yeah we we will suffer some of the things at our own hands that we do but even in the suffering the relationship is seamless and god doesn't abandon us and he suffers with us um so i think it's one of the at least in my life it's where i had to really examine my own heart Why was I so determined that God needed to be a punisher? Um, And that's, I'm not going to answer that. That's going to have to be a question for y'all to ponder for yourselves. Mm. But what is it in us that makes us uh, not only believe, but defend the fact that God needs to punish? And I would just say the best part of us the best part of every human being would never feel that way but would want to see restoration and redemption so why do those things coexist what is it in us that's demanding that
2: yeah i like what malcolm was saying about feelings and how you know he believes he's totally committed to the truth of this enmeshment of God with us, that there is no separation, that that was the work, that was the purpose. Um, and he said, sometimes I feel that and sometimes I don't, but my feelings don't change the truth. And I think we operate so much from a place of listening to our feelings and our emotions, which, are created and formed and influenced by what we believe and what we have believed, what we've been, and not all of what we've believed and what's what, uh, what's been established in us from little kids, not all of that's true. So a lot of our feelings and our emotions are coming from a place of what Baxter Kruger would call the lethal rue, these lies that had been formed to to
1: help us survive life in a way. Absolutely. I mean, one that immediately sprang to my mind, an example of this from my own life is in this engodment or enmeshment or seamlessness with God. Um, Even to this day, I can often feel guilty if I'm not spending my time doing things that I feel are, quote-unquote, productive for the advancement of the kingdom of heaven, whatever the heck that is, (laughs) and what I've defined it as. And what I mean by that is if I'm trying to take some time off or spend some leisure time, I feel guilty... That I'm not doing stuff for God, and that if God's with me, He must be sitting there with me. If I'm watching um, a golf match or a football game, you know, going, when are you going to get with the program and let's go study some more scripture or w- write something in a blog? And so I've I've made God a killjoy who doesn't allow or enjoy leisure time, but is all about work, 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 work. Mm-hmm. Well, those are that I've been conditioned that way. That's not God at all. Um, God, you know, He became human, and I'm sure He played as a boy and wasn't always just about working. And I'm sure He laughed and cut up with the disciples. I mean, how could they not, spending three years together on the road, laughing at stupid stuff? He was exactly like one of us, but never lost that understanding of connection and seamlessness with his father. And so that's just one example of how, yeah, our feelings or our conditioning completely distorts this relationship.
2: Yep. Very good. That is kind of the crux of this whole podcast of counting our stars of Kind of uncovering those layers of what we thought were, were true things that we believed, and and having them exposed, having having God guide us down that path of of asking the questions. Well, why have you been believing this, and do we and do you really want to keep believing it? Yeah, <laughs> because there's better stuff underneath it. If you keep on looking and uncovering and asking questions. That's the process. And it's so exciting when you get past one and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so much better than what I've been hanging on to. Now what's the next one? And there's, yeah. there's always more.
1: Always more stars. That's <laughs> right. I'm thankful for the star of uh, Malcolm Smith that I've counted over the years in my life. And, um, you know, he's just been somebody who's been able to speak the things that he believes that resonate with me in ways that I haven't been able to hear a lot of other people. So I'm thankful that God has used him um, to help be a GPS in my life.
2: awesome
0: thanks for sharing your time with us today we hope you feel encouraged and included in all of these discussions above all we really want you to know that you matter and we're all really just one big family so until next week keep noticing your stars enjoy your freedom to explore life and just take it one step at a time